It's the JT The Brick Show. 39-yard field goal for Carlson set up on the right hash. Good snap, solid hold. Field goal is up, and that is good. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Crowded to it. Wilson lifts the right leg, gets the ball. They bring the blitz off the edge, and they get to him. Nate Hobbs coming around the left side. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Open Adams at the 35, racing to the 20, 10. Touchdown Raiders! And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Hope everyone's doing well today. Should be a big, big show. Should be a big show as the Raiders' 53-man roster is set and everybody should have an opinion on it. Uh, A lot of decisions that were made were, I think, unique decisions. Uh, Am I behind all the decisions? Pretty much. I'm pretty much behind everything. There's not anything there that dramatically changes the show dramatically changes what I think. But, you know, you get Wilkerson, you lose Dorsett, you you get rid of a couple of defensive tackles who were drafted the year before. There's some things there that I look at and say, interesting. Very interesting on what's happening. But none none of it I look at and say, oh my God, this is bad, this is not good, I'm worried about this or that. Overall, pretty much the insiders and everybody involved with the Raider Nation, the great fans of the Raider Nation, are pretty good overall with what we're seeing here with this roster. There's not a lot of drama to it unless you want to make it dramatic. And if you want to make it dramatic, you got a radio show to do that. And I would encourage being dramatic. I get very dramatic at times. You know, as Bobby knows, I'm a quiet man named John at home, and I come in and I morph into this radio guy, and I like drama. But I don't like negative drama on the team I work for and the fan base that is always getting heat from other fans around the globe. I try to protect the Raider Nation on the radio. No one can take that from me. The guardian of the gate, the guy for 25 years on the radio, like me or not, love the show or like it a little, you know I've been loyal to the Raider Nation and their fans all over the globe, from London to Tokyo to South America to Canada. When I get an opportunity to protect the brand and the fans of the Raider Nation, you all know to a man and a woman I do that. And that's what I'd like to do more of on this show, is get more Raider fans who are encouraged on certain days to talk about why you're encouraged, why you're excited, what you think is the key to having a great season. And then the season's going to unfold. Season's going to unfold, and then we react to the season, the good, bad, or the ugly. We just react to it. They win, they lose. Why? Who dropped the ball? Who made the one-handy catch to win the game? What happened? Who made the big sack to end the game? And we talk about it. That's all we do here. It's not very difficult to do. Very easy, a matter of fact. But it gets easier when the Raiders win for me than when they lose. And now they're undefeated, as Mark Davis would say. Always reminds us all, we're undefeated. Haven't played a game yet. Now go win real games. So with the roster being set, I'd like to hear from you on what you thought was unique about the roster, what you love about the roster, what you believe is the strength of the roster, and if the Raiders are still going to be active, make a trade, do something overall, what do you believe is going to happen here? 702-365-9200 is the number. And uh, get in here and let us know because you're the season ticket holders. I met with a gentleman today, Mike, at a beautiful cigar shop here in Las Vegas. And we sat down, couldn't have a cigar this morning. Got to save the voice for the state of the team tomorrow that I'll be anchoring. But we talked Raiders. I talked Raiders from 10 in the morning to 11.15 with a friend earlier today 
about the Raiders and the roster, and a Raider fan since L.A. and Oakland, who's really invested with the team with season tickets. And he had a lot to tell me on what he likes about the team and what he's concerned about. So I'm always prepped up, and we want to hear. We got Vinny Bonsignor, who's going to join us coming up, and then we also have Bill Williamson, who's been covering the Raiders longer than any of our insiders. He has a roster breakdown today that we'll talk about, and we'll get into it. Uh, Let me give you my opinion on the roster first as we start off on the offensive side. This team is based on Jimmy Garoppolo, who looks like Tom Cruise. Did you see the flight thing he did at Nellis? Man, I thought that was Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Man, he is a fine-looking young gentleman who can play quarterback. Jimmy G's the quarterback. I don't care who they put at the number two or number three with the rules. That's Josh McDaniels. From game to game, he'll make the decision. Are we going to put O'Connell at two? What are we going to do with Hoyer? He's the coach. That We got Hoyer and O'Connell. Hoyer, to me, is excellent as a backup in this system. He didn't look excellent in the preseason. He didn't. I, I don't know how he looks every day in practice. I didn't break down the film. But I'd like to see O'Connell play because I think he's really good. If he has to play only, break the glass type thing. And and taking Jimmy G out of a game if the Raiders are up big. Other than that, O'Connell could sit in the quarterback room with Hoyer, who is an expert on this offense, and Jimmy G, who is an expert on this offense. You couldn't expect at all better training for Aiden O'Connell than Josh McDaniels, Devontae Adams, uh, the, the great backup in Brian Hoyer in this system, and Jimmy G. I mean, the guy's going to be prepped like going to Harvard and Yale in the McDaniel system. He'll be ready to go when this kid is ready to go. Running backs, Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden, Josh Jacobs, and Zamir White. I'm good with that. You know that Bolden and Abdullah, what they bring, the veteran leadership, they trust them more. Uh, Sincere McCormick, I would have liked to have seen. I thought he had a chance. He played well. But Zamir White is the key to this group. He will back up Josh Jacobs and reportedly get more touches than he could have gotten last year because Josh isn't going to touch the ball 320 times. That, to me, doesn't make sense, but maybe he does. I don't know. It's hard to – the perfect storm last year was Jacobs. Never came off the field, led the league in rushing, didn't want to come off the field. I think that's going to change this year. I think he'll come off the field on a second and four, and Zeus will get the ball to try to pick up a first down. If he can't, Josh will come in on third down. We'll see what happens there. Jakob Johnson is a really good fullback. Wide receivers, here we go. Devontae DeAndre Carter, who's there for special teams. Punts and kickoffs, very good. Jacoby Myers comes in from the Patriots. I think one of the best number two receivers in the league. In the league. It's got to happen. He's got to be the number two who's one of the best number twos in the league. I'm talking top five in the league as the number two receiver. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro's got to be really good this year. I'm not talking 100 receptions, but he's got to get to 70 to 80. He's got to be lead in the red zone. Trey Tucker. Trey Tucker, who's going to be the deep threat now that Philip Dorsett is a Bronco. Ooh. Ooh. Bringing that playbook over there to the Broncos with eight days to go. That's interesting. But Dorsett's a good player. They went with Trey Tucker. And then Christian Wilkerson. Christian Wilkerson reminds me exactly of Jacoby Myers. Big, strong guy can go over the middle. Remember, if Jimmy's on a third and six, he doesn't need to throw it 30 yards. He can throw it seven yards, and guess who will catch it? Christian Wilkerson on an inside, you know, in route 
and he'll catch the ball and go to the ground and pick up the first down. Wilkerson is the perfect example, Raider Nation, of a guy who earned the job this offseason and preseason. He made the team. He made the team over Cam Sims, and he made the team over Dorsett because he outperformed him. They took the guy who earned it more from what I'm hearing. Tight ends, Michael Mayer, Austin Hooper, Horstead. It's got to be a heavy Michael Mayer year. Got to be. They got to get him up to speed quickly on blocking techniques in the NFL, leverage, what to do. He's got a lot of work in front of him, Michael Mayer. I'm telling you, he's a really good player in college. He's got a lot of work to do to be ready for Denver and get going here. I I think the sky's the limit for him. The O-line, Illuminor, Justin Heron, a tackle, Andre James, Colt Miller, Jordan Meredith, Thayer Mumford Jr., Dylan Parham, and Greg Van Roten, who deserves it because he outperformed everyone in this preseason. So not much of a surprise there. So the biggest surprise, I think, for most Raider fans is Wilkerson. Even the insiders and the people that do the projected 53 in the offseason, most didn't have that. And that's okay. It's not the end of the world. He's the sixth receiver. Show us something. And I, I thought he showed us something in the preseason. Defensive line, interesting. Adam Butler makes the team on the 53. Max, Nestor Jade Silvera, my guy. First to interview him. I like him a lot. He, he worked his ass off. He's there. John Jenkins, the veteran. Chandler Jones, Malcolm Kuntz. Kuntz has got to play well. He's a hybrid player. Bilal Nichols, Jerry Tillery. A Byron Young who was drafted out of Alabama. He's got to play great. And Tyree Wilson, who fortunately we got to see, and he's going to be ramped up to play in this first game. Uh, the question becomes here, they gave up on two draft picks from the year before that I thought probably were going to make the team, or one of them was. I'll get into that. Linebackers, Spillane, Diablo, Masterson, Bernie, and Curtis Bolton is the surprise. If you're looking at the surprise there, he performed well. He played well in the preseason. He earned the job. Amari Bernie out of Florida, the draft pick, has got to play well. He's a fast guy, converted safety into linebacker. If you watch the Gators, Swamp Kings, he wasn't in that, but you know the philosophy dating back to Urban Meyer and the Florida Gators. They're angry, they're loud, they're flamboyant, they're good. He's got to come in with that Gator attitude of playing at a high-level program and bring it to the Raiders. Corners, Marcus Peters, Nate Hobbs, Faison, who was injured a lot, but they like him, Jacorian Bennett, David Long Jr., and Amik Robertson. Look, I'm all right with Amik Robertson. I'm all right with Amik Robinson. Is he going to play? He's had some good moments with the Raiders. There are other times I watch his games, and it's, uh, you know, he gets beat. You know, he's not elite. And he was, he was on this team for a, a bunch of reasons. We'll find out more. Safeties, Peters, excuse me, Epps, Trayvon Merrig, Isaiah Palomal, who I like a lot, Roderick Teamer, and Christopher Smith II, who I never doubted Christopher Smith II would make the team. But you know, I, I watched him a lot. He's got some growth in front of him. He won two national championships at Georgia. And we got a great kicking team, so we're good there. Anything that makes me upset and mad? No. I'm not upset and mad about anything, but the Raiders have walked away from some draft picks that were here recently, and they said, we're moving on. Now, you can look at that one of two ways. You could say, well, they're moving on because they got better players, or they're moving on. I don't like to give up on draft picks early unless you have to, and Dave Ziggler decided to move on from some recent draft picks. 
So that's the monologue brought to you by PTs. The best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Uh, build your fantasy draft at PTs. They have you all set up. They're waiting for you to come in the door. Put your fantasy draft together, as we say every year at Sierra Gold PT, Sean Patrick's, 64 Taverns here in town. And they're waiting for you to come in to help you do that. PTs fuels the monologue as we open up the show. So Josh McDaniel spoke for about 18 minutes. We'll take about 10 to 12 of it coming up here. I want I want to hear it. If you didn't hear it, a lot of fans didn't hear it. So they want to uh, get out to this position and listen to the flagship and hear that. Bill Williamson, SB Nation, and Vinny Bonsignor. Vinny's got a lot. He's writing a lot about this roster. And, you know, Hoyer, the cover story from Vegas Nation, Hoyer penciled in at number two. Uh, Ed Graney, O'Connell should get first shot at being Raiders' second quarterback option. Uh, and there's a lot of talk on the quarterback position here. I am fine with the quarterback. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not diving into the two or the three. I know who the two or the threes are, and we're good with that. So any concern you have with the roster, let it fly today. This is our last week of summertime radio before we go full balls out starting on Tuesday. We're off on Labor Day. Tuesday we begin our coverage of the Denver Broncos. As I tweeted out earlier today, appreciate everybody with the retweets. Nothing matters. Nothing else matters now to me than the Denver Broncos. Nothing matters more to me now than beating Denver in Denver. The Raiders are the better team. They have the better roster. They had a better preseason. No excuses. Road game, altitude, rivalry. They've won the last six out of seven in this rivalry. They're the better team. They fired two coaches. Now they have a much better coach there. But he hasn't had a lot of time to work with this team. And from everything I've heard, everything I've heard, Denver did not have a great camp. They got hit with the injury bug, including Jerry Judy, their wide receiver room. They bring in Philip Dorsett. So congratulations to Philip. He gets a job. Good guy. But we are all about Denver. Okay? So the focus of the show after this roster analysis today The state of the team tomorrow, if you're a season ticket holder, you'll be hearing from me on that. It'll be live-streamed on YouTube for the PSL and the season ticket holders. I'll be interviewing Sandra Douglas-Morgan, the president of the team, the head coach, Josh McDaniels, and Dave Ziegler in front of a live audience at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and that will be turned into a TV show uh, as we kick off the Raiders season. So i got a big day tomorrow in the building, and then a couple of days off over the weekend, Monday, And then we come back, and it's beat the donkeys. Beat the donkeys at all costs. Raider Greg, start us off here on the flagship. Appreciate it. Hey, JT. Thank you for for taking my call, man. I'm fired up. I'm fired up about this roster. Mm -hmm. You know, when I talked to in yesterday, Isaiah Palomar making it. Fired up about that. Uh, Jay Nessus-Avera, fired up Mm -hmm. about that. Um, You know, Bernie being a Gator and a Raider, fired up about that. Um, I'm just... The consistency from this front office is what I'm truly, truly um, happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, over these years, we've watched just seeing, watching Ziegler cook when it comes to I like how these guys evaluate players. I like that they don't just keep people on sentiment. If they evaluate it, if they see something that they don't like, if we bring in new players, they're going to replace them. That's how it should be. The best players should play at all times. I like this roster. I just think I'm very encouraged about it. Um, you see depth, you see versatility, you see toughness, and you see character. I think mm-hmm. if you look across the board, seeing those three things on every part of the offense and defense, we're going in the right direction. And I'm just, I'm super pleased, 
and let's go up there and let's beat these donkeys head in and let's get this victory. Yeah, I appreciate the call. You know, uh, as Vinny pointed out in his column, uh, Neil Farrell and waving Matthew Butler and good on the practice squad, but when you look at some of the young players here and what they're doing on the defensive line, uh, they're going with Nestor Jade Silvera. They believe that that's a player here who's better than some of the other players they've had here in the past. And recent players, you know, recent players waving Matthew Butler. And again, coming to a practice squad is one thing, but what you're trying to do is develop players and catch them on the practice squad. The Raiders lose a couple of players who were waived, and that's part of doing good business. I told you the Raiders had a really good, a very good 90-man roster. And what I meant by that is I didn't mean the 53. I said the 90-man roster was good enough because Raiders who were let go were going to get picked up by other teams. That was going to happen here from Seattle and Denver and picking up Raider players because they had good depth on the 90-man roster. Now we're down to 53, and now we're, this is the team that they're going to go with. Is it a good enough team to win? Yeah. I don't see a big weakness on this team unless the linebackers don't play well. Let me throw that in. I want to be on the record with that. The only thing I see with this team is if the linebackers don't play up to their best of ability, that would be Divine Diablo and Robert Spillane. They have to play well. They don't have to play elite. They have to play well. They can't get exposed. I think the back end of the defense with Trayvon Merrick and Epps, along with Marcus Peters out of West Oakland, as we get to Chris in West Oakland, and then having Jacorian Bennett, who's an elite athlete, and some good depth at the cornerback, and Nate Hobbs will not be a weakness. But the linebackers got something to prove to me. Here's Chris in West Oakland. Hey, JT. Yeah, definitely a pretty solid, interesting roster. And most importantly, it seems like they've come out of training camp completely healthy. And I'm, I'm with you. Look, Hoyer, O'Connell, you can talk all you want, but let's be realistic. If one of those guys is playing at any point in the season, something's gone really bad. Either Jimmy G has played awful, which I don't expect that to be, or he's gotten hurt. And I'm with you. I'm not going to waste time on the depth. People love to talk about the quarterback room. We need a healthy Jimmy G. And, again, I'm like you. I'm not going to predict injuries. But the Raiders are going to go if Jimmy G goes. If Hoyer or O'Connell have to play at some point, that's not going to be a good thing, at least for sure, this year. Um, I, I like what I've seen, the little bit of preseason. I watched the offensive line. I didn't watch any of the Dallas games, so I can't speak on that. But what I saw the first two games, a crispness, a sharpness, second year in the system. I didn't see stupid pre-snap penalties. They looked like they knew what they were doing, and that's, you know, going forward. I like the wide receivers. I think Mayer's going to have a big year once he figures things out and gets going. He's a physical specimen. I think he's going to be a great blocking tight end, also in addition to the running game. And I'm also with you. I, I don't think you're going to see Josh Jacobs carry the ball 348 times like he did last year. These guys only have so many hits in them. I'd like to see more out of White. I like White out of the backfield. I like him catching passes and his break, breakaway threat. Um, now, let's get what I was going to talk about with the defense. I think the defensive line is going to be a beast, JT. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see Wilson, uh, Tyree, excuse mm-hmm. me, as like George Atkinson used to say, when the bullets are live. The bullets are live now. I want to see Max Crosby. I think Chandler Jones having to play less downs this year is going to make him more refreshed, and hopefully he returns a little bit more to form than he was in Arizona. That you know He had a little bit of a down year last year because I believe the front, the front four or five is going to have to do a lot 
I, I'm not I'm not sold on our back half, not just the linebackers. And don't we seem to say this every mm-hmm. year, JT? We question the linebackers, the thinness of the linebackers. I, I like the speed. I like some of what I see on paper. But until they go out on the field, I just don't know. I like our corners. I like Hobbs and Peters. Um, they go out and they find the ball. I'm sorry you, you lost me on Trayvon Merrick again uh, and Marcus Epps. Mm-hmm. In 37 combined games last year, JT, Trayvon Merrick and, and Epps, have exactly zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Merrick has one interception in three years, and that was basically off a fumbled shovel pass. He does not find the football. I didn't think he'd make it out of camp, yet some guys, somehow this guy survives like a cockroach, even though he's constantly – he has personally made uh, Travis Kelty, although Kelty's great against everybody. Travis Kelty salivates when he comes and plays the Raiders because Trayvon Merrick has shown absolutely no ability to cover him. And we're going to go into the season with him again as a starter? Well, we'll see. But again, for a team that's been interception challenged for the last decade – Two safeties that don't find the football, I'm not sold on. But I do like Paul Amala, the kid. I like some of the youngsters. So, Trayvon Merrick, you've been given a third chance at life here. I suggest you start producing because maybe the footsteps behind you will wake you up a little bit. That being said, JT, hey, I don't know how well they're going to do. It's time to strap it up. But like you said, Denver's the most important game right now because Buffalo's week two is going gonna, is gonna to be a tough one going there. And just once, JT, can we ever say in with the Raiders – Hey, we've got two games at home where we're favored. Doesn't it seem like every year we open up with three out of four on the road, mm-hmm. you know, two, the first two on, on the road, all playoff teams. When are the Raiders going to ever catch a break early in the season from the schedule makers? If this team opens up two and two, I think it sets us up good down the road. I'll call later in the week or early next week with my prediction and more of a breakdown on the season. But I'm okay with this roster at the moment. But like everything else, it's a show-me league. Go out and show me, stay healthy, and play. Talk to you later, brother. Yeah, Chris is very good because Chris understands there's accountability. Chris understands the accountability of the players and what they need to do, and he's right. I mean, there's not many other callers, a lot of Raider fans. We love the fact that you're listening. But Chris will remind you that these safeties don't intercept the ball. They don't. So I've been in meetings with the defensive coordinator, the head coach, and the GM And these players have been told to get your hands on the ball. They've been told. This isn't like, hey, man, have a good year. If you get an interception, uh, great. No, they've been told to go get their hands on the ball. So if that doesn't change the entire philosophy of the career of Trayvon Merrick this year, if his mind isn't going into the warm-ups at Allegiant Stadium or at Denver Buffalo saying, I got to get to the ball. I can't play deep hoping I don't show up on a highlight because someone got by my ass and scored a touchdown. No more of that. He's got to pinch up. He's got to get in the box a little bit more. He's got to knock some balls down. He's got to catch a tip ball. I believe he'll do it this year. I really believe the coaching of Patrick Graham simplifying simplifying the defense with faster, smarter, and more explosive players will give more tip balls more jump routes, and more big plays on defense. I'm hoping that's the case. Join me for a live broadcast at Proper Eats Food uh, Food Hall. That's at Aria, Thursday, September 7th. Wow, that's coming right around the corner. Proper Eats Food Hall at Aria, Thursday, September 7th. Brought to you by Remy Martin. Uh, Proper Eats Food Hall is a collection of highly sought-after imports, 
and only in Las Vegas destinations. And you can have and sip a special Tropic Thunder with me cocktail featuring Mount Gay Rum. That's noon to two. Thursday, September 7th, sponsored by Remy Martin, the official cognac of our show here. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Bill Williamson, Bill's a straight shooter. He'll tell us about this roster coming up here in about 15 minutes. Vinny Bonsignor at 1.30. And I think probably at the top of the hour, we'll play the Josh McDaniels presser from earlier today. That'll give it about two hours to breathe for our lunchtime audience and our evening drive audience back east. All listening to Raider Nation Radio on the Raiders mobile app. O'Connell fades back and looks. He's got some time. Trying to run away. Going to probably throw it away. No, he throws it back to Mayer, and Mayer catches it and remains on his feet. And brings it down at about the 23-yard line. That's a 15-yard gain. It looked like O'Connell was running away from that coverage. Maybe going to throw it away. Then he saw the big one, 87 there, and hit him right in the chest. Aiden O'Connell was happy to call a number of his passes and completions this year. JT, back with you coming off the preseason. Getting you ready for the regular season starting next week off of Labor Day. On Tuesday, Vinny Bonson, your tweets two minutes ago. Of the Raiders' 54-man roster, 42 were not on the team when Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels took over in January of 2022. That is a roster purge. That is a roster purge, no doubt about it. And the players that they kept, you look at Colt Miller, Max Crosby, it's pretty obvious some of the players that they kept here. Andre James, you look at the players who are good, uh, let alone a few players that are elite, you keep them around because they're, they're going to work on any roster but clearly, this is the roster now of Dave Ziegler. And it took him a year as he took over to deconstruct this roster, to get it to where he wants. And he's not done. I don't think he's done yet. I think that he needs another draft and another year of free agency really to tighten it fully to where it's just no holes. No holes, but we're not going to talk about that till the offseason. It's go time now. This is, these are the guys he's going with. The Raiders can win with this team and this roster. They have to win with this team and roster, and I feel pretty good about it. Is there anyone on this roster that you're surprised about today? Speak now or forever. Oh, you don't have to forever. Hold your voice. But today's the day we're doing this. Who's the guy that you wish was on the team? When I look at the fact that they waived Matthew Butler initially and they traded Neil Farrell, those are two guys I was pretty optimistic about this team building around up front. They're gone. Okay, practice squad is one thing, bringing a player back, a trade to Kansas City. If you look at what the team was able to do, as I'm looking at the complete roster in the practice squad, it's a good roster. Is it great? Is it elite? No, it's not an elite roster. It's not a roster that's as good as Philadelphia's. It's not as good as San Francisco's. But they have players here that are going to come off of this practice squad and get an opportunity to play. And I think that's important. Uh, who's on the practice squad? Who, who can you still continue to develop? Who are the players that you want to see take the next step and work with them and get them going? And I like this. You know, Jadon Grant, good to see. As I'm looking at what, who's going to be here, Mutai, back on the Raiders practice squad. The players that are here, Tyler Hall, Players that can play their way onto this roster. John Samuel 
uh, Snanker, who played, I thought he was pretty good. He lined up a lot of times at fullback because they didn't want to burn the fullback in the preseason. Matthew Butler is the interesting one to me. You'll hear from Josh McDaniels coming up on that. Returns to the practice squad, and that's a good player. That's a player that I'm happy didn't get picked up. He'll have a chance to do something here. So the practice squad is very important to Josh McDaniels because he wants to keep these players in the building and get them to a point where they're going to play at a high level. 702-365-9200 on the Raiders, 53-man roster, uh, 54 with the Goa. You look at this team and where they're at. And what do you think is the strength of the new roster here? That's an important one for me. What is the strength? For It should be the defensive line, but I don't think it's a great interior defensive line. It's a good interior defensive line with Jenkins and Bilal Nichols. Well, I don't think they're going to go to the Pro Bowl. There's uh, there's defensive linemen that have defensive lines that have Pro Bowlers in the middle of their D line. But the strength of Max Crosby on the outside to go along with Chandler Jones and Tyree Wilson, those are the type of players that I want to talk about. What what can we expect from Tyree Wilson? We didn't see much of him. They held him out properly to make sure that he came about right when he needed to to play in the last preseason game, practice against the Rams in the joint practices, not playing the game, and then come into the season now hopefully peaking. Now, we just want him healthy, and it looks like he's 100% healthy. That's the player they drafted who was injured at the time because they nailed it with the timeline of getting him back. Nailed it. That's important that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have that type of training staff that gave him a number in regards to weeks and months, and they were able to thread that needle and have him ready to go. Same would say for Jimmy Garoppolo, who I was never worried about. Never worried about at all. You know, the cornerbacks, six cornerbacks on the team. You need six because you're playing three all the time with the slot corner. So Marcus Peters, Nate Hobbs, Jacorian Bennett, David Long, Brandon Faison, and Amit Robertson. Uh, Vinny put out in his column, surprise move, releasing Duke Shelley and waving Tyler Hall. We mentioned Hall. The Raiders had some difficult decisions to make at cornerback as Shelley and Hall can clearly play in the NFL. Well, that, that's what happens. They had better players. They had better depth. And having better depth puts the Raiders in a position to try to put some players on the practice squad who can come up and play and be good fill-ins for players who could get injured but also not have those players leave and go somewhere else. Other headlines in the NFL, Joe Burrow practiced today for the first time since his July 27th injury. It looks like he is set to play and wants to play, reportedly from Cincinnati's insiders. He wants to be able to go week one. I don't know. You don't have to have him play week one. Uh, And then the other team that tried to trade for Jonathan Taylor reports are the Packers. That was a big story today because the Colts were not able to move Jonathan Taylor and so they're keeping him here, but he's going to miss the first four games being on the pup list. And Green Bay was in talks down to the last second, according to ESPN, and they couldn't get it done. So the teams were the Miami Dolphins and the Green Bay Packers. And the Raiders, I don't want to say the Raiders dodged a bullet with Josh Jacobs, but the fact that there was a kumbaya and dinner at the Cosmo and everyone had hugged each other and Josh Jacobs walked in with his new jersey number eight hugging everybody compared to Jonathan Taylor and in Indy? With the owners trying to trade him, and they can't trade him, and he starts the season injured. We play Indianapolis. We, the season ticket holders, we play them on New Year's Eve. we got to win that game. If you got nine, ten wins for the Raiders, one of them better be the Colts. 
One of them better be Denver or two of them. One better be the Patriots. One better be Green Bay in our house with Jordan Love, not Aaron Rodgers. And I know Raider fans want to split with the Giants and the Jets. Pick your poison. Jets have Aaron Rodgers. And the Giants went to the playoffs and beat Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. That's not easy to do. They're both coming back-to-back weeks. Is splitting with Kansas City reasonable this year? Yeah, because we always play them close in Kansas City. Last year we should have beat them, lost by one. At the end of the year last year, Kansas City was playing for the bye. That wasn't a mismatch, but it was. The Raiders had nothing to play for, and Kansas City was playing for a bye. You don't want to see that again. And the ability to split with the Chargers or sweep the Chargers. The one change you're going to hear from me this year is the Chargers is the first time since the Raiders moved to Vegas that I'm concerned about the Chargers. First time. I haven't been concerned because the Raiders beat the Chargers. They split with them. They beat the Chargers in the greatest last regular season game of all time. This is the, the Chargers are going to get lucky one of these years and be healthy. They're healthy now. They concern me a little bit more. Like when I pencil in my playoff teams, I unfortunately have the Chargers there. I can't, I can't be an idiot and say that the Chargers are going to win eight or nine games. I can't. Chargers look pretty good. Their roster is good. It's really good. They got an excellent quarterback. They got a highly motivated running back. But the Raiders catch him in week four in L.A. It's a home game for the Silver and Black. It's a serious home game. There's no doubt about it. That's a Raiders home game. And that's going to be a battle. If the Raiders can win that game week four coming into week five and a big marquee game on Monday night, that could flip the whole season for the Raiders in a positive way. Not that the beginning of the year is going to be negative. I just don't know what's going to happen when you open up with three out of the four on the road and three out of those four teams are really good. Chargers are really good. No doubt about it, they're really good. Okay, Pittsburgh is always good. (laughs) Always good, Pittsburgh. They don't have sub-500 teams. Buffalo and Buffalo is an albatross. That is a gorilla in the room ready to go and brawl, and the Raiders need a lot of breaks to win that game. They're going to need a running game with Josh Jacobs. they got good weather. Weather won't be an issue. The weather's just going to be like Henderson. No problem in Buffalo weather-wise. Advantage Raiders, but that's a tough game. They'll be a heavy underdog. And then the Denver season road opener, I think the Raiders, even though they're a four-point underdog, Oh, my God. Four-point underdog in that game. I think the Raiders are the better team. If you're betting the Raiders to go over the season win total of six-and-a-half wins, you better have the Denver game as one of those six-and-a-half going to seven. And that's a big game there. And then, remember, Buffalo's on a short week. Buffalo plays Monday night. Now, no travel for them as they play in Jersey, so they'll have a 45-minute flight home. Well, not a lot of travel, but they're a day behind the Raiders in preparation as the Raiders are going to get out of Vegas early to get to the East Coast and prepare for that game. So a lot of excitement here as we get ready to roll. Bill Williamson from SB Nation will join us in about four or five minutes. And Bill's one of the best straight shooters we have. He'll say anything. He'll say anything. He'll be straight on this roster and what he likes and what he doesn't like. The expectations for this roster as now we're in countdown for the Denver Broncos as we continue on. I like Denver on the road to start the season. I don't like Denver. I just like playing Denver early in Sean Payton's first ever game. Who, who wouldn't like that? Live broadcast with Modelo, Top Golf, Friday, September 22nd, brought to you by Modelo. 
the official cerveza of the Raiders Top Golf, September 22nd. Put it in your phone, please. You know, I'm just I'm getting used to him. I've never, you know, Tay's, Tay's a unique receiver, man, how quick he is, how he gets in and out of things, and really how he sees the game is, is pretty unique. So it's uh, we're getting there. I think uh, we're off to a good start. We've made some plays, missed a couple. I've gave, I gave him a couple bad balls a day that I should have got better, but uh, that's why we practice. Jimmy Garoppolo, who looks like Tom Cruise in his latest promotion that's going viral. JT, back with you. Grimaldi's best pizza I ever had. Head on out to Grimaldi's, four locations here in the Valley. Uh, get the Brooklyn Bridge pizza. Get the Caprese salad. Uh, great wine list. My place to be there in Boca Park. No one's been covering the Raiders longer than Bill Williamson in Las Vegas and outside the market from Oakland to L.A. One of our insiders we're proud to have back, silverandblackpride.com, SB Nation. All right, Bill, you're the best straight shooter I know. Give me the good and what maybe you don't love about this 53-man roster. Huh. Um, well, good is I think it's a little deeper. I think the defense has better talent throughout the layers of the unit. Um, real keys are Diablo, who I, I like. He has to stay healthy. Let's see what this point can do. You know, In preseason or in practices, he's been really helping them run a, a game. That's huge. Um, let's see those defensive tackles, you know, help the defensive ends. And, and I think the secondary is deeper. So I think it is deeper on on defense. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, star power on, on offense. I mean, the, the first three receivers are really good. Um, we'll see at tight end, you know, Michael Meyer, if he can. If he can I, I think we may see more of Cooper than Meyer mm-hmm. early. And that's not a report. That's just a feeling because – Tight end's a hard position to play. If you look at, you know, really good tight ends in the last 10 years, not a lot of them come out swinging. It takes a while. So um, we'll, let's see what happens there. You know, the running back is bad. So I think that's huge. Garoppolo, you know, the health is the key, but he, he's certainly a pro and he knows how to win. He knows to play within the system. Um, the offensive line still worries me a little bit. Overall talent on defense worries me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, JT, last night I looked at this, the, the, the both sides of the ball, and I'm like, all right, I would say you can argue the Raiders is somewhere between 11 to 13 on offense. Mm-hmm. You know, as pure talent roster goes. And on defense, I'm going to go maybe 21 to 23. So you add that up at somewhere around, you know, 36, 35, 38. That's the middle of the road. Uh, that, that's an average of about, you know, 16, 18. So I think they're going to be a middle of the road team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to see anywhere between, you know, seven, eight, nine wins. You know, maybe a little better than those guys. Health is the key. The stars have to stay healthy, though. Bill Williamson is our guest as we continue. Well, look, I agree with you. I don't think this is an elite roster. I don't think it's one of the best rosters in football, but if they can be coached up, what I wanted to spend some time with you on is this. Josh McDaniels now has another system in this offense with Jimmy Garoppolo coming in who should be able to run it more efficiently, if it goes right, than Derek Carr. You know, Darren Waller was a great player. He wasn't available. Hunter Renfro was concussed and out most of the year. 
They get Jacoby Myers. Josh Jacobs is back. Zamir White came from Georgia. He better be damn good when he gets in the game. And then Michael Mayer, who you mentioned, and what they're able to keep here. How important is it to you to see the defense thrive or play better because they're not going to be on the field as much and Garoppolo's going to go on longer drives with better results instead of field goals, more touchdowns? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. That's, that, that's the plan. Um, Look, you know, you go the other way and say, hey, Carr had a you know, better arm than Garoppolo, and they, they were pretty explosive, and so they had shorter drives. We'll see. I mean, I know I'm not answering the question right now, but something I've been thinking about is, you know, the last two years, the Raiders, the last two seasons were just nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much every game was just thrown up in the air. And, you know, that's kind of where the NFL is trending, but... I wonder, because, you know, we know the good and bad of Derek Carr. We really don't have to talk about that much anymore. But was he kind of an underlying reason why these games are so close? Um, so we'll see, you know. Um, but, yeah, the defense is uh, really key. You know, talk about making plays. they got to go do it, you know. And I, I don't care how they look in the preseason. I don't care how they look mm-hmm. in – Joint practices. They looked good in joint practices last year, and then you know when they played good offenses, they got punched in the mouth. And there's a lot of good offenses in, in the AFC, so they just have to go do it. Put guys like like Diablo, like Hobbs, like Bennett, Tyree Wilson. They're going to have to go quickly. They're going to have to come on and help quickly. Bill Williamson joins us, SB Nation. All right, Bill, I look at the roster overall, and I, I know what they're trying to do, but last one, what do you think of what, – what can you mine into in regards to Ziegler deconstructing the roster? That's, that's the elephant in the room. He's getting rid of players from the former regime. He's getting rid of some of his early draft picks already, and he's bringing in newer draft picks and other players who he thinks are better. And he's bringing in some free agents, uh, Epps and Marcus Peters, and made some decisions, Jacoby Myers. These are good players that he brought in. What do you see from a distance that Dave Ziegler is doing? What's your analysis? Well, it's Ziegler and McDaniels. I know McDaniels has a very big, you know, thumbprint on this roster. You know, they, they, they work in tandem. That's why they came together. Uh, yeah, I saw a stat yesterday, and I don't know if it's exactly right, but... 15 players remain from the 21 team, which is crazy. That was just two years ago. And nine players on this roster actually played for Bill Belichick in, in, in New England. So it's almost as many former Patriots as former Raiders in, in, in going into the second year. That's pretty remarkable. So we know what type of players they want. And they, they haven't shied away from that. Um, I think, you know, I thought it was interesting that all nine draft picks made the team. I think they've given these guys. And you can make arguments that maybe not everybody showed out enough, you know, some of the last picks, but they're given the chance for these guys. They're not, they didn't do that for their second, the second year guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if Britton Brown didn't go on the IR, would he have made this team? I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. But that's three guys from the last year's class gone. So that's not a great sign. I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm not saying it means Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels don't know how to draft. I'm just saying for people saying it's all going to change because this is the regime that's going to draft well, we have to see it. I don't know if this draft class is going to be good. It might be. It it, it looks like it has potential, but we don't know. We can say that about all 32 draft uh, classes right now. So this draft class has to hit 
for it to start going because I don't think last year's draft class is going to really be the igniter. Absolutely. Thank you, Bill. We'll talk to you on Wednesdays. Appreciate your time, as always. Thank you. Thank you, you. JD. There he is. You got it, buddy. Bill Williamson, who just joins us from SB Nation. And, look, I look at what's happening with this team and where they're going with the roster. It's a very important moment. They have got to get one of these draft classes to hit. They have to. And I have a lot of confidence in Dave Ziegler, the ability to do that. I also had confidence in Mike Mayock when he came in and his ability to do that, and Reggie McKenzie. you got a whole staff. The difference for me is, at this point for me, is I'm looking around saying that I'm in a position where I could look at staffs and how staffs are built and how a long staff is built out when it comes to a personnel department. I buy into Dave's staff and what they're looking for, which is a little bit different than the other staffs that I worked alongside with and talked to and had relationships with. I trusted Dave Ziegler's depth of his class of individuals who work underneath him. His staff is looking for a different type of player than has been with the Raiders in the past overall. They're looking for a better, faster, smarter player to fit into the system over a two-, three-year period. And we're in year two. And no excuse for year one, but they came in very quickly, didn't have a lot of time, didn't have it set up perfectly. Now it's set up. They're set up. This personnel department is very unique. And I think that they've made some unique moves with this roster. But as Bill Williamson said, it's got to hit. you got to get some of these players to hit and play at a very high level and surprise us and play to the better of their ability, which would be what I preach to on this show every day. Let's try to find some pro bowlers. Let's get some guys in year two or three who are considerable players in this league and they have an opportunity to play for a Pro Bowl. If that doesn't happen, as Raider Mort, who I talked to today, says, then they're just a bunch of guys. And no one wants a bunch of guys. We want a bunch of Pro Bowlers and players here. And Dave has a philosophy that he's going after. Since 1995, the black hole has been the foundation of the nation. Over 40 chapters worldwide. We're not just talking here. We're talking all around the globe. If you bleed silver and black and you want to connect with other diehard fans, then visit theblackhole.com and become an official member of football's most notorious fans. You'll get a Black Hole members-only shirt, 20% off all merchandise, and much more. Plus, I'm telling you, they're going to have big parties, exclusive access to member-only events and tickets. Become an official member of the Black Hole today. All you got to do is go to theblackhole.com. Hour number two as we continue coming up here. We'll have Josh McDaniels at the top of the hour, a portion of his press conference. And then we're going to roll with Vinny Bonsignor at the bottom of the hour. And here what Vinny wants to say, because he's on the radio in the morning, he writes a column for the Review Journal in Vegas Nation, and he broke down the 54-man roster. And we will talk about that coming up. 702-365-9200 is our number. Doghouse Saloon inside Resorts World. That's our spot for Monday Night Football. It's an unbelievable venue. It's that good. Great concerts and the ability to have fun and then slide into the doghouse, place your bets, an amazing food and drink special menu right there inside Resorts World. 702-365-9200. 